are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. You know, in one of our songs we have around here, there's that song on page, I think it's 74 or 5 in the silver book, Tears Are a Language, God understands. I don't have a crying wife where every time I turn around she's crying about something, but a few occasions in this journey I've made her weep. And I tell you what, it tears me up. It's like, okay, what do you want? We'll, we'll just go get it. Uh, and she's not asking, for, but stop crying. I'll buy you a new car. I'll buy you a new outfit. We'll go to a secondhand store and find you something. Uh, I'll do something, but don't, don't cry. Just don't cry. Ladies, you're experts. Don't act like you don't know what I'm talking about because you know. You know, it's a sad thing when you see someone cry if you can do something about it. But tears move. Tears if you'll do a study on tears, they, it is a revealer of the emotions of the heart. Everything we do in life, I think in my Bible, I have nine, uh, 786 times I have the word heart circled because the Bible says, Matthew 22, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy, all thy heart. Heart, heart has to be in everything we do. We sing a song, we ought to have heart in it. We play an instrument, we ought to have heart in it. We, we, uh, we, we preach a message ought to have heart in it. We uh, get married and we're committed to, that ought to be heart in it. Your job ought to have heart in it. Heart is the emotional center of man. It's the, the uh, center that moves you to feelings and moves you to all on, moves you to experience. God says, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all that heart. There must be heart in what we do. And our Lord Jesus gave us the scripture where he wept. Jesus was weeping over the condition of a family. He loved these two sisters and their brother. Their brother became very sick. And you read it this morning with Brother Bertram. As he became sick, they sent for Jesus and said, get here, we need you to see, we need you to see our brother. He's nigh unto death. Jesus did not come. When Jesus finally came, he found the Bible says in verse number 31 that they were weeping and Mary was weeping. In verse number 33, Jesus therefore saw her weeping and the Jews were weeping and he groaned in his spirit. Tears always causes others to be moved as well. And it moves ourselves. My question right now is if anything caused you to weep in recent days? Has there been anything that has caused you to weep? And it might be the situation that you're in. I, I spoke with someone this past week and cancer has been announced from the doctor to this young girl in her 30s. I, I, I spoke to a person that now there's gonna be a divorce and a young marriage of a family. Never been here to church, but, but just such sorrow. And perhaps you're facing something today. The doctor gave you, we have people waiting this week. Here's a, a, a PET scan coming one of our cancer patients this week. 
And we're hoping and praying for good news. When was the last time anything moved you to tears? I mean, when God got a hold of your heart in such a way that you said, I have to weep. Is there anything that has caused you to weep? In our Bible, Jesus saw them weeping. And he comes to verse number 35. They've already told me it's too late. He died four days ago. It's too late. And Jesus said, well, I know that, that uh, he said, I, he'll rise. And Martha said, verse 24, I know he'll rise again in the resurrection. Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth on me, though he were dead, yet shall live. She goes, I know he'll live again later. But Jesus knew he was going to live right then. Lazarus rose from the dead, but before he rose from the dead, verse 35, the shortest verse in the Bible, I think it's an emphasis verse. It's so short, I think God wants us to say those two words, you can memorize those. We can repeat them on Monday a half a dozen times and on Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday and every day, Jesus wept. Jesus wept. Jesus wept. We say those two words with me, ready, begin. Jesus wept. I find in the Bible, Jesus is weeping for a friend. He's weeping for a, what he would consider a family member. Do not raise your hand. I wonder if there's a family member that you're weeping over a condition in their life. I do not mean to embarrass my dear friend, Brother Vinny, but Brother Vinny and Monica are, are such good Christians and suddenly his dad just passed away this week. There have been tears in that family this week. There's tears for his family. I thank God his dad had come to know Christ as Savior. Who's weeping? If you stood at the casket of your mothers or dads or brothers or sisters or aunts or uncles or cousins or nieces and nephews and we've stood there in our family. I recall standing at that little niece's funeral, 23 years of age in a car accident, and oh, how I wept, how our hearts were broken. I think of that little baby boy, Jeremiah. We stood at his little casket. His dad pastors out of our church and college in Virginia, five years of age, and cancer took him. Now I think of this precious boy over here to my left with his girls here today and that precious mother, her 13-year-old boy and cancer took him. Oh, there's weeping. I go to the cemeteries and I tell you, I cannot go to the cemetery and pray without standing at these monuments of your family members without ever leaving without having wept. I miss those people and the hundreds that have gone before. I thank God for who they are. I think always of their families that are left behind and the adjustment and how it's never the same. Jesus is weeping for a family. I wonder if you have a dad that's lost or a mother that's lost without Christ. Do you realize it's a point under man wants to die and after this, the judgment? Every person will either go to heaven or go to hell. And it's not my own righteousness that's going to take me to heaven. For Jesus, God said in his word, there's none that doeth good, no, not one. And all my righteousness, Isaiah says, are filthy rags. But Jesus Christ came and he died on the cross for my sin, that I might have the hope of eternal life. Have you wept for your husband who's lost? Have you wept for your dad that's going to spend eternity in a place called hell? Have you wept for your mother, your brother, your sister? 
Oh, may we weep for families. May we realize the condition. I find that Jesus wept for friends and family. David wept because of sorrow. He gets to chapter 18 of 2 Samuel, and his boy rebelled so much against his dad. And he was trying to even kill his own father. And yet David loved this boy. And his boy died in rebellion. And in chapter 18, verse 33, David came to the point he heard the information, my boy, Samson, and he's dead. He cried out, oh, Absalom, oh, Absalom, my son, my son, wouldn't to God, oh, Absalom, I would have died for thee. Oh, Absalom, my son, my son. He's so heartbroken. Some of you young people here today, perhaps, and young adults, whatever the age might be, you may be estranged from your mother and dad, and you might be having a mother and dad praying for your backslidden condition or your waywardness or the, the, the spite that you've created in the home, and they go to bed tonight praying, oh God, oh God, please, please bring my son back to us. Please, God, reunite our family. But the next time they see you, you may be in a casket. I'll never forget that lady in our church. I go to her marker out here. She died so many years ago. And her had one son, her one son had things so right with his mother. And the other son had, had things so wrong with his mother. And I watched those two boys as they came to the casket. This had to be 35 years ago. And they came to that casket. They saw their mother. The one boy's heart was broken and he was weeping and said things like, Mother, I love you. And I know she doesn't hear, maybe in heaven, I don't know. I watched that other son, probably in his 40s, 45. He picked his mother up and pulled her to herself, that, that dead body. He said, Oh, Mom! I'm sorry. I'm so sorry, Mom. Mother, I'm sorry. Too late. Someone to flee out of here to get on the phone and say, Mother, Dad, forgive me. Get right with God. Here is a dad that's weeping over his son. Jesus wept over a friend and family members, and David wept because of the sorrow of a broken heart. Peter wept over himself. He denied the Lord. When you get to chapter 26 of the book of Matthew, he denied three times. The cock crow and Peter remembered he was going to deny that day when Jesus needed him. You know, sometimes we bail on people when they need us the most. I had someone tell me recently I'm married and I told my mate that I have cancer. They left. That mate needs you right now. What are you thinking? Those kids need you right now. What are you doing abandoning them? Peter that day denied Christ three times. The cock crow, and then all of a sudden, he remembered. He, last verse in chapter 26, he went out and wept bitterly. Have you wept over yourself in any recent day? 
Have you let the mirror of the word of God bring such conviction? Say, it's not my brother, it's not my sister, but it's me. Oh Lord, I'm in desperate need. Hezekiah wept over himself. In 2 Kings in chapter 20, he was told by God, you're gonna die. And he went to his bed and he turned himself and he prayed and God says, I have seen your tears. God sees the tears of a broken heart. God knows the tears of people. I believe that was Hannah in 1 Samuel when she was praying and weeping, God, give me a son, give me a child. Tears move the heart of God. It was David that committed sin with Bathsheba. Don't think that you're always gonna have a perfect life. And you get to Psalm 66, and David said, I watered my couch with my tears. And he tells us in Psalm 51, how a broken and a contrite heart he had. Your need, you need tears as much as God needs to see the tears. And you and I need tears just as much as those that we're praying for. Job came to the point in chapter 16. And he said, I poured my tears out before my Lord. I wonder how many people in the Silicon Valley tonight will go to bed weeping. Weeping. Jeremiah in the Bible is known. He wrote two books. He wrote Lamentations and Jeremiah. He's known as the what kind of prophet? The what prophet? The weeping prophet. And he wept for a nation. When you get to chapter number 17 of the book of Jeremiah, he's weeping for his nation. I weep for our nation. the years I've been here, I've not voted for every president. I've lost so many times these presidents we've had the last 44 years. But I can't tell you this, I've prayed and begged God for the safety of every president. Some, I believe, were part of a society or a Communist Party, a regime that they were saying they're the president and they did everything against America. But I prayed for hope. I've wept for our president. I pray for this present president. I thank God for a lot of the good that he's done. I didn't see the news, but I heard that this week he used God's name in vain. That breaks my heart for him. You can't take that name which is above every name and swear and use it in blasphemy. But I think the whole crowd has done it. All the presidents. I get weary with it. I look at America and the condition of our country, how that the leading person that's, that's raised more money, the Democrat Party, has a husband, and he is a man, and a man is going to move in that White House as a husband and a husband. Something's wrong. That is called blasphemy against God. It's a shame in the sight of God. Oh, I don't want him to be killed or hurt or injured. I want him to come to know Christ. I pray for our country. I hear of the shootings on the streets, the road rage in America. Young people messing their lives up and adults with the internet. Doesn't it break your heart? 
In our psalm book, I think it's page 588. Let us weep again. Let America weep. Sorrow and mourning brings joy to the soul. Tears of a broken heart can cleanse and make whole. Let America weep again. Let America weep. Oh, one of these days, our Lord tarries, I'll be off the seat. We have 13 grandkids, 14 on the way this year. I weep over what I think they're going to get from us. It breaks my heart. It just breaks my heart to think what my generation's given them. We legalize drugs. We legalize immorality. We legalize killing the babies. We legalize euthanasia. Nothing's right. Nothing's wrong. Whatever feels good to you, you do it. Well, those people need it. They're poor. They need to steal from somebody. You have something they needed. Where do we get this thinking? I think about lowering their draft age to six, the, the enrollment age to 16 to get in the military. Because young people, they say, we don't want to stand for America anymore. Well, Mark, America is the greatest country in all the world. That's why people are trying to beat down the borders to get in this place. No one's trying to beat down the borders to get in China or into Russia, former Soviet Union. No one's trying to beat the doors down to get to Iraq. And I really want to tell you something. America is a beautiful, wonderful place. But we better get some Christians willing to weep over this country. It was the last time we went for souls. My Bible says, Psalm 126, verse 5 and 6. That God says, I'll reward you for weeping. He that goeth forth bearing precious seed, weeping, bearing precious seed, shall doubtless come again with rejoicing. I find my best days of soul winning days are when I've gone out with a broken heart. Realize behind that door, that person I'm talking to, there's an eternity somewhere they'll spend for all long eternity, either heaven or hell. Have you wept over any soul? Is there anybody that moves your heart? I'm reminded in the Bible that God says you might as well go ahead and weep over yourself because I'm sick and tired of your hypocrisy, Malachi 2.13. He says you do all these religious things. He goes, I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it. Now I'm introducing to you that if we're going to see something happen in our marriages, our home, and our church, in our country, with souls, with the next generation. God's going to have to move the heart with tears. Jesus wept. It's coming that day. It's called the tribulation, chapter 18, Revelation. The great tribulation. It's going to be a time of pain and sorrow and suffering and death and bloodshed and famine, war, satanic oppression and ruled and reigned by Satan himself. In the and God says, in that day, in chapter 18, Revelation, they shall weep in the tribulation. But it doesn't close there. There's one more. It's called Revelation chapter number 22. 
And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. We will stand at the judgment seat of Christ. Christians will not to be judged for our sins. But he tells us in 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and chapter 6 and 2 Corinthians chapter 5 will be judged for our works. And some are going to suffer loss. They won't miss heaven. They'll be in heaven. But that great white throne judgment and the marriage supper of the land those seven years, it may be something like this because it's a bema seat judgment. There's God on his throne. And all of us will be there that know the Lord worldwide through all generations. The name Jack Tremor. Now come before the throne. Now stand before God. I'm going to heaven because in 1956, I asked him to be my savior. But now I've had a lifetime to serve him. It's going to be revealed if it's been all flesh, all pride, and all my own efforts. I wonder about, I've often thought about those grandkids of ours. I wonder if Ashlyn, our granddaughter, 17, would say, shh, Papa's up there, Papa's up there. I've crisscrossed this country for all these years preaching somewhere all, all the time. I have friends everywhere. Our radio ministry has friends around the globe and I'm not saying I'm important, I'm saying that that name is known and they say, this Brother Treber, he's up there. Oh, this ought to be good. And it's going to be revealed if it's one hair stubble. It's going to be revealed. I pray so much during the week. Lord, I've not prayed enough. I've not studied your word enough. I've not worked hard enough. I've not been so willing enough. It torments me. And I try to work hard. I try to pray hard. I try to study hard. Because there's one day I'm going to stand before God. And in heaven, God says there'll be tears. But at that last day, he's going to wipe away those tears and we'll have eternity forever with him. What will I do with the crowns if I win any? There's five in the Bible. I'll be able to cast them, Revelation 5, at the feet of the Lord Jesus and say, Thou art worthy to receive honor and glory. I don't believe you can raise kids without weeping over them. I'm not saying let's become all day long a basket case. That's probably a feminine or something's wrong in your balance. Oh, you get alone with God. Hey, you ever get alone with God? God just moves your heart in the midnight hour. And you think of that grandson who's so far away from God. You think of that grandson who's in a jail cell. So God, send, send some church into the jail. And they can reach it one more time. One more time. I have a granddaughter, someone says, in jail. Oh, God, send somebody in that jail that knows Jesus. And will tell my granddaughter of Christ. My heart's so broken today for America. It's broken for the cause of Christ. I see the compromises invading our churches. I know what the result's going to be, ladies and gentlemen. If the North Valley Baptist churches and church and churches like this don't hold the line, this whole thing in America is going to collapse. Because the church is the restrainer of evil. God's people are the restrainer. Jesus wept. On this journey of life, I'm going to call on you today to start weeping. Maybe if you would say, how do I do that? 
you meditate long enough, you get in the quietness of a place by yourself and just ponder that person, that need. Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.